What's up, guys? It's the Awkward Dreadhead. Okay, so um, we will... I want to give a quick update real quick about some things. We will be recording um, more frequently. Um, I know that I think we've went like a month without recording. Um, but I we will um, be recording more frequently. I think we kind of got a schedule down packed that we can kind of work with. And so don't worry, um, we will be recording more frequently with uh, crazy, insane topics and, um, of course, the dating podcast. So thank you so, so much for listening and still, um, you know, fucking with us. It's, it's really cool and I really appreciate it. Thank you so much, guys. I'm talking about getting tumbled. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Opera Dreadhead and it's we, Ben. God damn it. I got Ryan here. What's up? Ben's unfortunately here. Suck it, bitches. Brandon's here. <laughs> what's happening? Abraham's here. Hey, what's up? Okay, I thought we were going to say some dumbass shit like the Aki shit again. <laughs> <laughs> Chelsea's here. Hey, everybody. Okay. Wait, has Brandon been here before? Yeah. Oh, wow. okay. God, now I have to edit that out. Do you? Pause. It's not going to happen. God damn it. <laughs> All right, guys, so... We're gonna start off with talking about a couple. To- we're starting with a couple topics, okay? Um, the first one is everybody ready? Everybody sexually ready? Okay, that means yes. That means yes. That means yes. Silence <laughs> means yes. Oh, got it. <laughs> no, no, God. got it. <laughs> starting <laughs> off strong. <laughs> All right. What are some of the behaviors that society champions, but that you feel is unhealthy? For example, you know, celebrating fatness, you know, some sort of bad behavior that you would think, or poor work ethic, participation trophies, stuff like that. What do you think are some things that society champions or pushes that you feel is not good or unhealthy? Now, what I'll do is I'll give everybody some time to think. I don't need any. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Ben, go ahead. Let's start off broadcasting your life on the internet you know the whole like fucking influencer culture i think is just garbage well well hold on is, is it societal? unhealthy yeah is it is it is it well i think yeah i think i think that is societal actually yeah well, and i there's a, a there's question. enough going on that people think like that there's this perception that you can get famous doing this and i would say that pushes people to start doing it but the thing you're is, saying the only people, you're saying the only reason people do it is because they think they're gonna get famous or narcissism. Uh, okay, but okay. I think it's unhealthy. I think it's unhealthy because you know, if you look at like the really the ones that make it big, they're it's not authentic. You know, they're putting on an act. Who's made it big as an influencer? Uh, the Kardashians for you know oh, that's, for, good. that's a good point. You yeah. know that's that's the low hanging fruit. She technically fruit. got big because sex she tape. had a sex tape. Yeah, that's not influencing. I guess sex. No, but like I, there's a girl I went to high school with, and I know she's got you know tons of followers on Instagram, and you know she gets paid by major brands for posting wearing their clothes and shit. It's an act. You know you get. They, you know, you're selling a lifestyle that isn't real to people that, you know, could never do what you're doing. I mean, they're just doing it to reach out to a certain demographic of people, right? Or to reach out to as many people as possible. 
So I get it, you know, there's, a, there's an aspect of that that is very terrible. However, for the influencers, at least we can agree that, you know, they're doing it at least with the intention of making money. Oh, sure. I'm and sure that it's certain that some of them have made money, so it's a proven fact. Oh, yeah, and the thing is, it's, it's a weird territory because I don't really... I don't like, I don't dislike them, you know, I'm not angry at the influencers, I'm, you know, if I could make a shit ton of money by traveling to, you know, private resorts and taking pictures in, you know, skimpy swimsuits and then lying around drinking all day, fuck yeah, I'd do that, but if you're really? at, really? Well, you know, if, <laughs> but, but you know, like, if you're asking me, is that healthy for society? No. All but right. I'm not angry at the people right. doing it. I just want to add on to what he said. There's also a whole dark side of the uh, influencer culture. There's there's a lot more that people don't really know about. Explain. We mean dark side. Like how it's low-key sex work also. So there's a lot of them. And I read an article that didn't really name drop names, but a lot of the majority of the top ones that are followed on Instagram, they do stuff like yachting. You know, so some rich guy comes, pays you $10,000 to go have sex with him on his boat. Um, and that's very common, you know, even with the not top influencers, too. So so you're saying it's unhealthy for them. It's, a, it's an unhealthy lifestyle. It's 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 a. I don't know. I don't like I don't like compl always comparing yourself. So I think social media in general is kind of toxic. But yeah, I agree. Oh, yeah, I agree. Um, Brandon. Um. I guess one of the things I was thinking about earlier was like the idea of like hustle culture. Oh, <laughs> like uh, that is that is so true. Like, uh, true what's, what's, the, what's the guy's name? Gary V or whatever. Like, like just running yourself into the ground. Like this idea that you just you're not gonna make it unless you run yourself ragged. But that I mean that was boomer culture, wasn't it? I mean, have the boomers turned out that great? <laughs> there you go. Yeah, there might be other reasons for that. <laughs> well, yeah, there was a lot of lead paint and, you know, letting gas. But also, like, life is, was just slower, you know, 60 years ago. Like, you don't... you yeah. Was it possible to do the amount of things that we have available now? Yeah, like, our phones right now, instant communication to 50 people. I could text 50 people right now. Yeah, no one was... was your boss wasn't before. emailing you at 8.30 at night, you know, 50 enough. years ago. Yeah. Fair enough. Uh, I have a I have a standing policy at work that if I'm not at work and or you know well yeah if I'm just not at work so if I'm on vacation or the weekend I don't answer my emails if it's an emergency you can call me and I might pick up. Brian, go ahead. We're gonna say something. I was just gonna say hustle culture is indeed also fucked up. You yeah. know we need to glorify more of having hobbies and being bad at them you don't need to monetize everything you know what i mean like some yeah. personal enjoyment copies and being like, bad at them. you know what i mean for fun exactly once you monetize it there's a certain standard to actually make money that you need to hit and that just killing yourself for not the question when you say hustle culture are you saying like gig jobs no. or are you just saying like working a job like 10 hours a day non-stop mm, i guess that's a good question i guess like if you're just running yourself ragged for like no reason then i, would I think I, I i consider hustle culture not working <clears throat> like a nine to five job like working um doordash gig smart all these gig app shits where you're just like working 
working nonstop. You, you, you choose when you work and you just work nonstop. That's what I consider hustle culture. Um, like that's I don't I don't think that's the actual like definition of like most people think of hustle culture. Oh really? I mean I wouldn't think ever think of it like that. I would think that is a symptom of hustle culture where people are only doing everything they can, you know, constantly. Like he was saying, running themselves ragged constantly. But to me, hustle culture is always having something that's always trying to be monetized. You know, oh, I mean? like, got like you, got skill you, got set. You. Or, you know, your, your job, your job working 12 hours a day, you know, at your normal, normal job and then going to DoorDash afterwards. That's part of hustle culture. Oh, got you. Okay. I see you. Um, Abraham. Yeah. I mean, there are a lot of these things, man. But one that stands out, stands out to me is the, the, the thoughtiness, you know. The what? <laughs> Promoting thoughtery. Oh, thoughtery. Thoughtery. <laughs> oh, thoughtery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, Wait, yeah. thuggery? Yeah, that's what I thought he okay. said. No, no, no. He said thoughtery. Thoughtery. Oh, okay. You know what thought is, Ben? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Explain it to me, Charles. No, no, no. No, you're fine. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, I mean, it's very clear, you know, uh, like they're like that. That is very much accepted, accepted and promoted, you know, in the society that we live in. And I think that those uh, lead a lot of, especially uh, young women, astray. Do we? I guess we do push that. Yeah, yeah. I guess yeah. we do push that. Chelsea? Um, so I actually agree with Abraham a little bit on just the fact that, like, there's just, like, no consequences for a lot of, like, with social media and with people being promoted, like how you have, like, the city girls and all <laughs> these things always being promoted to, like, go have fun, have sex with whoever you want, do whatever you need to do. And, like, social media, it's, like, instant gratification. Like, nobody has to work for anything nowadays. Nobody expects to work for anything. And everybody expects to just, like, behave however they want to behave. And then, you know, a few years later, just walk into a college or a job and, like, expect no repercussions or anything like that. Um... So okay, one thing I one thing about one thing I hate is uh, um, compelling the compelling of speech. Com the compelling of speech is probably one of the most. Uh, I don't I don't know how new it is, but uh, it it bothers me a lot. Um, individuals who say I have to, I have to say this or believe that because because of what. Um, they believe like that bothers the hell out of me. Yeah, that's the social media dogpile culture of like you know here's the target, everyone pile on, and if you don't pile on, you're part of the problem. you're part of the problem. Yeah, yeah, I I completely hate them compelling us. Canada, um, I don't know if the law still exists, but they were they they said you have to. They were trying to com compel speech to the point where if you don't say this or or, or think like this, they you can be. Uh, thrown in jail or that was the, using the ma mandatory usage of transgender people's pro correct pronouns you're referring to right um i don't know it, I, I it know. didn't that that was a controversial law and i it didn't pass okay okay the other thing i wanted to like really point out real quick is uh um uh the by so the bipartisan movement i do like the the general basis of it but i i hate i hate the the thoughtery that's 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 thrown in it making you know making it sexual and um making it kind of a fetish um i hate like uh you know people selling only fans but then doing it under the under the umbrella of 
body positivity. Like, that shit is just, like, it's, it's weird to me. I think, you know, I think it's cool that you love yourself, but we should also make sure that you're, I mean, not, not we, but, like, if you know, it's good to be healthy, at least, at the very least. Um, okay. Anybody else have anything else to say? Bam? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, the next topic is, is race or personal choices a factor on whether you will struggle in life. Now, I I I'm gonna I'm gonna let you guys think about that while I while I throw something throw something on there real quick. Um I was I was I was talking to this one black guy who basically said he gave me every excuse in the book as to why um he's working a, a low paying job and everything like that. You know, his his dad was in jail, his you know, his mom didn't really, couldn't really handle all, she had like four kids, couldn't handle all of them. Um, so we had to stop working and, and, uh, you know, help take care of the family. Um, he couldn't go to college. Um, so he had, to, so he was, you know, he didn't have any skills that he could do. And so he's now, I think he said he's like 38, 37, 38, and he's still kind of working at CC's Pizza, you know. And I was in my head. I was like, "Oh, that sucks, man." But in my head, I was kind of like, Ugh. "Where's where is there a CC's Pizza?" That's what I just thought. Maybe it was Little Caesars. <laughs> oh, that's more disappointing. That's, <laughs> that's more disappointing. Great. I just got excited. See, yeah, CC's Pizza. It is not good pizza, but it is all you can eat pizza. Yeah. <laughs> CC's Pizza and Little Caesars are are, are sucky pizzas. Uh, Ryan, what you, um, what about what do you think? Does race or personal choices? a factor in whether you will struggle in life. Are you saying, like, either or? Or, like... Because I feel like... You both. Know, they, they both are affecting you. You know, the, your your anecdote about this guy who who's, I guess, upset at his station in the world is... I mean, I think that's more common than you could expect. Or you would expect, right? So, there, there's... There's definitely a lack of um ability you know and i'm very lucky that i was able to myself kind of grasp out of the poverty cycle but you know that kind of stuff is already putting people behind real quick ryan i want to i want to interrupt there was a there was a last a long time ago i would say maybe two and a half years ago we were at my old apartment and i remember you saying there are just certain individuals in the world that are stupid and just need to work regular shitty jobs. That's true. And so, <laughs> and so, <laughs> and so, wouldn't I, that be this individual right here? I don't think, okay, you know, there, there's definitely like, a, it could be a stack deck against him and he could be stupid too, so that doesn't help either. But the thing is, is that I don't think that anybody should have to kill themselves to work in order to have a decent life. Right, you know, if he is working, you think the government should help. I think the government should work to improve the lives of the citizens. Okay. So yes, help in that way. Um, however, you know, not everybody is going to be literally the smartest person or is able to even make it out. Right, you know, there, mm -hmm. there's going to be people who are here, here, here. You know, they're going to be different. Uh, you know, values of their life. Right, there's going to be somebody that works, makes a shit ton of fucking money. There's going to be someone that makes not that much money. But how, either way, I think that we should to all together try and improve everyone's life 
with our governmental policies. I don't. I don't want to. No. Nobody say anything. I'm about to ask Ryan something. Don't nobody say a fucking thing. Ryan, do you do you, do you have an issue with capitalism? Do I have an issue with capitalism? Yeah. Give me a yes. <sighs> Give me a yes or no, real quick. I mean, it's not. It's not an easy answer. Is yes or no, right? Capitalism is the most efficient way to distribute goods. You know, it is the one of the worst ways to distribute happiness amongst the people. Got you. Got you. That that that's actually an amazing answer, actually. Uh, ben, uh, what about you? Is race or personal choices? A factor on whether you will struggle in life. I mean, I don't think either of them are not factors, but I think you've left off the biggest factor. Which is? Uh, income and income of your parents. Like, that. that's that's the weird... Like, because, you know, he was talking that, like, his mom couldn't provide for all of the kids. So, you know, if there was assistance there to help her provide for the kids, maybe she would not have been as well off, but she would, her kids would have a better shot. And that's always, you know, where I find the weird thing is, you know, everyone is trying to target programs by race. Wouldn't it make more sense to target programs by income, income level? Yeah. Okay. Actually, it's sense. already like that. I mean, what, how many programs it's, are it's, there? It's that more, it's like it's more focused on race. I actually agree with Ben on that. It's it's more focused on race. What 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 is focused on race? Like, I, give me an example. There are a bunch of there are, there are a bunch of program there are a bunch of minority programs. There's not a lot of like income based programs. The only program that I know is really income based that's uh, popularized is HUD. Like HUD, um, pro- uh, living in the projects. You know what I mean? I don't know like a lot of income based programs that you know that are based on income like honestly okay if you want an example from me i would say like if you were going to do affirmative action don't do it based on race do it based on income class because i think one thing that is missing isn't already it's already a factor that's like half the reason i even got into college because my mom didn't make shit for money i didn't have good grades i didn't have good i didn't have fucking good standardized test scores so what what, do you say you you got in because what income probably i don't probably do you know or no it's not possible, no. They don't tell. It's a black box. Okay. Um, Chelsea, you were going to say something. But compared to my peers, the people that I was in school with, I was at the very bottom of grades and standardized test scores. So, okay. you know, something helped, right? So, okay. Okay. Um, I want to ask more on that, but um, Chelsea, you were going to say something. I was just going to say, at least in Ohio, a lot of the state funding and assistance is income-based. It's not just, like, it's solely based on how much you make and how many people are in your household. And I guess, you know, it's not just how the programs are structured, but to me, it's also how things are discussed. You know what I'm saying? There's there's a lot of focus on racial disparities, and I, I think a lot of that conversation is, you know, wasted air when we should be focusing more on income disparities. There are definitely, you know, racial problems in America, but I think a quicker solution is to target economic disparities. In this country, wealth disparity is primarily a race disparity too, right? Like the majority, okay, like you can take an at, you can take the little medium black family and the median white family and the white family will have 10 times as much wealth as a household total than a black family. So, yes, like, but if you're targeting poor people, you're you're targeting poor people. If you're targeting black people, Charles yeah. Barkley's in there too. Is that just your bias because you're thinking that 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 it's only being talked about by black people because black people are mostly affected? Like, or is it? No, I'm like, saying I, I just if, don't know what programs you guys are talking about that's I, based on race. Like, I literally don't. I'm know. more. I, mean, I, can't, I was on every single welfare there was growing up. Like, literally. 
So <laughs> I can't I can't like list them right now, but I guarantee you, I'm if more. I, t- if I look them up, I could I could definitely um pull it up. I'm more talking about general, you know, attitudes and dis- and the tone of discussions. Oh, uh, Chelsea just brought something up. So the poverty rate, the highest poverty, which actually makes sense, is American, the Native Amer- American Indians. Not even talked about, exactly. Blacks are next, Hispanics, and then whites are 8%. Asians are 8.1%. So... A percent of what? That's uh, the total in the U.S. and... Uh, the total in the U.S. in 2021. That are... Like, the poverty percentages by, okay. like, race. Okay. Okay, Brandon, go ahead. Oh, well, casting the, uh, you know, the financial component of all this aside, <coughs> which it been, right, it, it's kind of a big deal and it goes back decades, mm-hmm. but um, <laughs> I think it does come down to personal choices as well as race, like, I would say the bigger factor is personal choices, but race is still part of the conversation. Like, where you like who you are, what you look like can impact the perception of other people that have the ability to give you opportunities. Oh, I guess that. Yeah, yeah, you're you're right. You're right. So, like, I I don't remember what the specific study was or whatever it was, but basically it was, uh, you know, bosses or. Job applicants with ethnic ethnic sounding names had a harder time getting work. You know, I when I was in college, I used to uh, they used to uh, it was kind of done secretly, but they used to like pull a lot of black students and have speech classes with them for inter- to get get them ready for interviews. And it wasn't like something that was like posted anywhere. It was just something that was kind of like. You know, hey, you should come to this. You should come here, or whatever like that, mm-hmm. to kind of kind of give them like uh, speech, like speech therapy to help them with their speech. And um, I used to think that was, I used to think that was very interesting because, you know, I do agree that certain. I think my hair is 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 actually uh uh you know people could look at me differently because of my hair or whatever like that. Um, Abraham. Yeah, I'm a little bit more careful with like this question because uh, um, the data is there, you know. We, the, the data was we mean what data is the there? The data on race oh. and then outcomes in life, you know. This data is there. However, um, I have never personally, and I'll, I'll be glad to look into this, but I've never personally really seen any kind of um, data that really shows race as a singular factor that affects the outcome of people in America. Because uh, whenever such study is done, there are a multitude of factors, which is what the rea- which is the reality, you know? And you, you can talk about income, and you can talk about race, and we can talk about also how um, there could be some sort of a, a correlation between these different factors, such as race and income, to some extent. You know, so this data does exist. However, I will say that um, you know. So so wait wait. You're saying so you're saying out of curiosity. Have you you you've never went to a job interview and feeling that it was that you might have not got the job because of race? Out of curiosity. I, I have never had that in my mind. Go going go going into okay a job okay interview. okay yeah. So that that that, that takes me to another 
aspect of this that I think that is very important, which is the, the thought. You know, like whatever you think, it, it is true that, you know, your race can, can to some extent determine at least where you start from, at what pace you can move, or where you can be. Yeah, I agree. It, it, it can determine that. However, um, to the, is it to the extent that, you know, is it so significant that it can mean that you will struggle? That is the important question. Does it mean that if I'm black and I am able to do at least a reasonable, I'm, I'm able to put in a reasonable amount of effort, even with that, will I still struggle? That's the question. See? And, and I think, based on my experience and engaging with people, I, I do not see that. I have never seen that. That somebody of color who has put in a reasonable amount of effort, you know, couldn't get a, a, a decent outcome. You know, here. I agree. Yeah. I kind of agree. Yeah, yeah, I kind of agree. Yeah, so, so, so that's why I think the top day is very important. Because, you know, if you think something is going to hold you back, or whether you think it's not going to hold you back, you're right. Um, Chelsea, the question is... Um, does race or um, or personal choices have a def you know define like what's gonna happen to you in your life? Um, I think sometimes both race can definitely affect those things, but I think most of it is personal choices and just kind of like your surroundings. Because like like my parents, you know, were poor when I was growing up, and I. You know, they definitely weren't super well off, but they worked hard to, like how Ben was talking about, to put my sister and I in a position to where we had more opportunity and we could take advantage of more things and get ourselves in a better situation. So then when we had families, it's like better and better. So I think it really depends on the mentality you're brought up with. Like if you're brought up, like always being told, like you're starting from nothing, you have to work twice hard, you have to do this, you're, you know, it's going to be hard, you're always going to struggle, you're always going to do this. Versus being brought up with like, just work hard, try your best, you can do it, you can achieve this, you can do whatever you want. Like that mindset has a, has a lot to do with it. The way you look at things, like if you're always playing the victim, you're never really gonna, you're gonna really limit yourself. I will say I do agree with the whole uh, parents giving their kids game, like telling them like, hey, this is what you do. I mean, my, my mom did it all the time. My mom used to tell me all the fucking time, like, this is how you go into a job. This is how you talk to a girl. This is how you do this. This is how you do that. Like, they used to give me, like, a lot, a lot, a lot of game. Whereas, I know, I know like, a lot of my poor, poorer friends, like, their parents were so busy working, trying to feed them, they didn't have time for all that. And they kind of just had to, like, you know figure it out on their own and a lot of them figured it out late like you know i don't know i don't, I don't know 28 is late but um but yeah okay um is there anything else anybody want, else want to say anything no okay um the next topic is do you believe most social issues we have in the united states is is from too many races and creeds and cultures mingling in one area Basically, do you feel like um, the United States accepts too many uh, cultures and creeds, and that's why we have so many social issues, um, the social issues that we have today? Um, I'll let you guys ponder on that, but um, 
I do. I actually do believe that. Um, I, I believe because there's so many um, different races and cultures, um, we have, uh, you know, we have a lot of conflicting ideas. Um, I, there was one, a long time ago, there was this one guy and he was trying not to come off racist. It kind of, it sounded though, but he was, he was trying, he, was, he wasn't trying to come off racist, but he was like, you know, black people come over here and basically what he was trying to say was black people come over here and change, they're changing everything about what white people basically set up. And, you know, it's, I have no problem with black people, but it's like, why can't black people be over there and white people be over here? That way we don't have to, we don't have to mingle in, in exchange cultures and stuff like that. But, and go ahead, go ahead. Ben. Yeah, I, I just, I guess I'd pick it up from there and say, I don't think it's that big of an issue outside of, you know, I, I think there are wait, cultural... wait, wait, you're saying it's there's not an issue because there's a bunch of races mixed together. No, I think there are definitely, you know, hot point, you know, flashes in certain specific areas. But I don't think it's like a widespread issue. Okay, you know, you, okay so when in Japan, there's Japanese people, so they all kind of see eye to eye on everything. They all kind of see the same they all kind of agree with the same culture if black people or white people were to go over to japan and start kind of changing the culture you don't think it'd be a problem i don't know i don't know if it would be a problem you know to be a problem you know it the, as the old saying goes it takes two to tango you can't have a fight with yourself so i guess i would say culture multiple cultures living together are only a problem if people decide it's gonna be a problem mm -hmm. because they don't want to tolerate other people and they don't want to question their own culture you know i i don't think it's ever unhealthy to look at someone else's culture saying why are they doing that why are we not doing that well, should we be doing that wait well the, okay because okay, because if we talk about legally and politically don't you think cultures? Don't you think um, um, someone's culture in, impacts that? Yeah, but I would I would uh, kind of be against any legal system that imposed anyone's culture on anyone because I'm pretty independently minded. So yeah. I don't like that style of government to begin with. Right. But right. I, go, I'm sorry. But, go ahead, Ben. Finish but, up. but I guess my question, going back to your original point that you mentioned, was, you know. Especially when you're, if you're talking about, you know, not recent black immigrants, but, you know, descendants of slaves in America, they've been here so long. Can you really argue that they have a radically different culture than white Americans? Because yes, to me yes. that, okay. But, but I will I'll also say this too. Um, not to throw you under the bus, but y'all brought us over here, so it's your fault. Well, so like to me, I, I, I like I don't like I can see a different culture, but it still feels like a subset of American culture as a whole. You have white American culture, black American culture, but it's still American culture. There, you know, I think a, a black descendant of slavery has more in common with a white person than someone that just got off the boat from Nigeria. Do you would you believe that? Mm, like they they're I don't not know. 
Like I to me that that feels just like a cheap flimsy shield for just racism. Like oh they're different cultures. <laughs> no, yeah. they, they, not really. Uh, go uh, go ahead. Go yeah, ahead. I, I would say that uh, if things take their natural course, just based off of historical events, um, you know, if you put any, if you put different cultures in a in a in an environment, there is bound to be clash. That that that's the natural course of things. Oh yeah. Yes. So 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 issues will come out of it naturally. Yeah. So as a matter of fact, if you really wanna, and I, I would say this, and I'm not I'm not assuming that this has been done by any government or whatnot, but I'm just saying. Bullshit. <laughs> I'm just saying, if you really wanna uh, distract a group of people from who the major enemy is, one of the best things you can do is introduce new cultures into their environment because that what that does is that there is a clash between different cultures so you they see each other as the enemies whilst the real enemy sits back and enjoys the show like that that, that is i'm not saying anybody does this but i'm just i'm just telling you this, Yo, this is a like a fucking movie <laughs> no this is a real this is a real thing this is this is political play that happens and in many parts of the world no right. sure so, go, go ahead i'm sorry yeah, so, so, so if we are saying that, you know, whether having different cultures in an environment is bound to form, you know, to, to create some problems, yes, that, that is bound to happen. But are these problems unmanageable? Uh, no, they are not. They are very manageable. And uh, what is the net effect of such a thing? I think for a country like America, um, the net effect of having multiple cultures of people from all around the world has been positive. Oh, yeah, yeah, it, yeah. And, and I think that is that is the biggest takeaway from this. It will cause issues if you have multiple cultures butting up against each other. But the core of the issue is how how what results of that is an active choice. If you choose to be an asshole, you know, it's not going to end well. But if you look at like the periods of, you know, some of the most rapid technological advancement in the world, it's been during wars conflicts you know if you want to advance pandemics yeah and if you want to advance culture you know having just everyone agree all the time and you know just oh yep we're all the same that's stagnation uh chelsea yeah. you're gonna say something um i was just gonna agree that i don't think it's made that much of a negative impact i think it's only negative like if you have an issue with it if you're not willing to be like accepting or yeah, like, you can't, you have to, like, live outside the box. You can't just do everything the same way all the time. Yeah, nothing would advance. Nothing would change. Ryan? I just think it's funny that Ben advocates for World War Three. I'm not advocating. <laughs> when, I, when I say conflict, war. I don't mean war in that sense. I'm saying conflict is, you know... Different ideas being weighed against each other, yeah. you know, and the and I'm not saying that that's passive, but I don't think it needs to be violent. Brandon, uh, anyway, yeah, I mean, I, I agree with you, Charles. Like, if you, you know, if you stick a bunch of people in a room, or you know, in a country rather, people that might have just negative perceptions of other people, like if you don't, like if you, like if you're, if you come from a place where you just don't get out much. And you meet people... Oh, it's a black like, person. <laughs> yeah, yeah, something... Well, yeah, not unlike that, but... Montana, Billings. Just want to throw that out there. <laughs> Go ahead. 
But I think I also, you know, I also agree that um, there's definitely a big net positive effect from having all these cultures. In the I one hundred percent agree with that. I one hundred percent agree with that. And and, and I think uh, a significant <laughs> amount of the time is not because, let's say, for example, people just want to uh, play dirty to other people. Sometimes I, that's the case. Sometimes, however, a lot of times, you know, when you have multiple cult cultures interacting. What happens is, even if there is a good thing that has to happen, let's say, for example, um, two people want to marry or something, right? But different cultures. It is, it is, certain things are bound to happen. Like, maybe they do certain things, say, a different way, and then they do, you know, they do things differently. But then now, how do they agree at how to go about this thing? Yeah. You know? So a clash can come out of that, out of that. And that's, that was a good intention, but there is a clash that comes out of that. And can, that clash can grow into something else like, oh, they don't want... The, you see, that's how it comes about. So sometimes, you know, it just takes awareness of the, the, the difference. Not, so, and I say this to just say that it's not necessarily always the case that, you know, people set out to just play dirty to, a, to, a, to another group of people. Okay. I'd like, I'd oh, like to sorry, say, you brought up Japan as an example of a homogenous culture, and that's true. You know, they're, they're very, they're very like-minded, uh, but, you know, there's some serious drawbacks to that, and very evident, easily evidenced in Japanese culture, like how uh, the whole, the whole language and culture of uh, uh, talking to other people very, very minimizes conflict. Um, like, the whole... It's very disruptive and, uh, you know, uncomfortable. Completely the most uncomfortable thing to a lot of Japanese people to be even remotely disagreeing with somebody, right? So, um, and you can see also, that not just that, it also makes its way into uh, business too because they have uh, a very backwards uh, technology infrastructure in general. Uh, they use they use faxes for everything. And floppy disks. And floppy disks. <laughs> and, uh, you know, they use... I mean, it's kind of cool, you know, in some sense. It's but not. No, 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 well, I'm about to say that. It's kind of cool in some sense that they have uh, personal stamps instead of signatures for official documents. Oh, okay. However, that's still kind of backwards, as backwards in many ways, too, right? Like, electronic signatures are have been a thing for the last decade, and right? So what's the... What's the I, I think I read a quote on Reddit where it was like, Japan has been living in the year 2000 for the last 40 years. <laughs> for real, yeah. They they leapt so far ahead. They have vending machines in, in the middle of streets. Are you talking about Japan or like, are you talking about Tokyo? Like which Tokyo, straight up. You To get a Tokyo. bank account, to get a bank account as a native Japanese person, you need to have a personal uh, stamp made to even open up the account. There's different types of stamps. They have government stamps, they have bank stamps, and then they have random post office stamps. Like, it's, it, the whole infrastructure of technology is as backwards. Literally 20 years ago, technology. And I think that's, that, that is an important thing that often gets left out of this discussion is, you know, if you want culture to advance, you have to be willing to drop parts of your own culture if at any point it becomes apparent that it's fucking stupid. I think there's a broader point to that, though. You have to be, like, you have to want to be out of your comfort zone. Yeah. Yeah. We have to be okay with it. Uh, we, we need to force people out of their comfort zone. That's my personal opinion. I don't mean to force people out of their comfort zone. Yeah. Okay, I want to add a little bit of a counterpoint, though. Last word, Ben. 
I think it's good for cultures to interact, but when, you know, you're weighing the costs and benefits of, you know, different cultures in a society, it needs to be done on a level playing field. You can't give anyone a handicap because, you know, they're a minority, so we need to be nice. All right, um, so this next question is, do teachers have a responsibility on the clothing that they wear? Now, the reason I'm asking this is I, uh, I, most people know that I have a godson. His mom sent me a picture of how the teacher was dressed one time when she went in. And she was, I mean, I don't, I don't, I didn't see a problem with it. But she was wearing, <laughs> she was wearing, she, her clothing was very tight. It was very tight. And um, uh, possibly revealing. Um, but... Uh, obvious, like her, she was upset. The par um, you know, the other parents were upset. Um, and you know, they went to the principal about it. Um, do you believe that teachers have a responsibility in how they dress when they go into schools? Um, Abraham, I'm actually gonna start. Well, actually, let me start with Chelsea first, since she has a vagina. <laughs> <laughs> what a shocking revelation today on the Awkward Dreadhead Podcast. If you didn't know already. Um, yes, I absolutely think teachers have a responsibility for how they dress and how they present themselves and how they manage themselves in school around children. I'm sorry, quick question. If, 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 a, if, a, if a teacher is wearing tight jeans and this teacher is uh, shapely... <laughs> So, so is, that, is that an issue? No. So there's there's a line between like you can wear form fitting clothing, you can wear tighter jeans, and you can wear clothes that show off your body in a respectful manner where you're not as long. Like there becomes a point where it's like distracting, and wait, that's, wait, wait, wait. If that's like if what's could... drawing it to. Here's the thing: if if you have like a J Lo ass, there's nothing you can do about it. You just have to live your life. Like, I'm not saying you have to dress like a nun because you have a nice body. But, like, being cautious about, like, how low cut your shirts are, how low your okay. jeans go. You just, you just said that, you just said that, um, if it, if, if, if her ass is distracting, she should probably cover that up, correct or no? I mean, no, yeah. she said if you, if you you have a big ass, like, it's gonna be apparent no it, matter what yeah, pants like you you're wearing. You can't wear... Eight sizes too big to hide you it. You can wear you can wear baggier clothing. I mean, you can, but it's still gonna like show if you. No, it, if it, it it's won't that show. Big, it won't it won't accent the ass. There are there, <laughs> there, 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 there are the ass accents the ass. Yeah, the, there are clothing that you can wear that doesn't accent your. But that's your, what I'm saying. There are ways to dress in a way that you're comfortable and confident in yourself. Without being like, there's like a professional setting and you're around as a teacher, you're around a lot of different people, a lot of different backgrounds. Like you're there to teach and to guide their education and to be a support for them. Like you should dress in a way that you're comfortable because you also want to teach kids to express themselves the way they want to express themselves. But like you shouldn't have your boobs hanging out. You shouldn't be wearing crop tops. You shouldn't be wearing leggings and like super short skirts and like revealing things like your your clothing should not be like the focus of your day. I, I honestly don't. I, I 
I feel like if you if you do anything that accents your any curves, shapes or anything, I feel like that's a problem. Yeah, but that's the thing. Some women have curves so big they accent themselves. But there's a way to You know what I'm saying? I'm not I'm I'm no, not joking, no, Charles. No, I, I, I just I don't I like, don't if see you're going to wear tight jeans, wear a larger sweater so it covers some things. Like, th- there's ways that you can dress without, like, that dressing make, like a hooker. That, make, that actually makes sense. If you wear if you wear tight jeans and you wear, like, a big sweater... Like, you know looking it. in the mirror, like, you look in the mirror and you're going to think to yourself, like, damn, I look really good. Oh, should six-year-olds see me like this? You know what I mean? Like, Abraham. people think about it. Oh, well, yeah. I, I think, yes, definitely. They do have a responsibility. And I think it, it, it just boils down to two things. Tightness and then length. Make sure that... You know, it's a, it's a <laughs> the two things. <laughs> yeah, but, okay, but see, he, I, I'm just going to push back on... I don't know women's clothing, and I know women's clothing sizes are fucked up. I'm a tall person. So if I want, like... Th- th- this is just me trying to give a little bit of empathy to Chelsea because I don't know how what clothes shopping is like for you. For me, <laughs> if I want, like, a sweatpants not jeans but sweatpants sweatpants don't come in length they come in small medium or large i have to buy an extra large so they don't because i'm tall and if i don't buy an extra large they look like high water pants on me but (laughs) an extra but an extra large i have to cinch those fuckers up because i'm not an extra large waist. Well, are, are, you, are you just allowed to wear sweatpants in class no 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 but i'm saying like to charles's point if you want the pants to be really if you don't want the pants accentuating the ass, are they going to fit like in other ways? Like, cause for me, if I want pants that aren't super like short, like if I have to buy them way too okay, big for okay. my weight. Listen, if I'm a, if I'm in principle, I don't give two fucks about your shopping um, habits. <laughs> figure, figure it out. And you know, don't distract the kids. Char- Charles, I, I, I mean, if you're, I mean, wh- I'm ahead, not, ahead, I'm not, I'm not, I'm also for the fact that teachers should be aware of what's important, right? Teaching the kids, right? But <laughs> I will say, okay, right. <laughs> if you're talking about like 12, 13, 14 year olds, high school kids, they're gonna thirst regardless. It doesn't yeah. matter what you wear. You can wear a potato sack. Really? <laughs> Dude, listen. You mean really? Yeah. I had. I, <laughs> specifically and this is i completely blew my eyes open because i didn't know chicks were like this too but this this we had this student teacher come in he was maybe 22 just graduated getting into it student teacher assistant to my history teacher and these chicks in my class he did not wear anything that was remotely sexual but constantly sexualizes man Constantly, and these are fourteen-year-olds. Well, I mean, girls sexualize men he had, differently than we do. He had just pants and a fucking like. He looked like a dweeb, honestly, but I mean, he's attractive, so they thirsted over. Yeah, but I mean, I get uh, women, uh, girls, girls, women. They, they sexualize men differently than uh, we sexualize. Like we look at curves and ass and tits and. You know, and girls will just. Look I like guarantee, you, even if they're wearing ponchos, motherfuckers <laughs> are going to be sexualizing these teachers. Okay, so it's definitely important <laughs> to be cognizant of what you're fucking doing. Though. Yeah, I agree. So, I agree. Charles, I, I want to clarify my stance. I totally think teachers need to be aware of what they're wearing, and you and anyone in endus, any industry, you need to understand what you're wearing will affect how you're being viewed. So, if you want to be viewed as a professional. You need to dress like it. Uh, the only the only reason I said the things I did before is because 
a while back, my sister made some comments to me about shopping, and it made me curious, and I did, you know, I fell down a Wikipedia hole into, like, how women's clothing sizes work, and it is fucked up, and I can't get over how, how fucked up, like, the women's clothing industry is. All it's right, weird. Brandon, you, you, um, go ahead and answer. Um, I mean, yeah, I think they have a responsibility to be, like, conscious of it, but... You know, like, as long as they're not actively, like, dressing... Twerking? Well, yeah, I guess. <laughs> or, or actively, like, they got their, you know, their boobs and cheeks out. Like, I just... I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if there's really much else I can say about Boobs this. and cheeks <laughs> out. Cheeks. All right, all right. We got a couple more. All right. This question... You guys let me know if this is... If you want to skip this. But, um... The next one is... Does your belief system... Or ideology affect your friendships or relationships. Now, the reason I the reason I ask this is um, there's a, a guy at my job. He um, he's an avid he's an avid Trump supporter, and he says that it's affected uh, his dating life. Well, <laughs> he, he's expected shocker. It's, it's affected his dating life, and you know I you know it's. Um, he he talks about he didn't talk about it constantly, but he talks about how uh, he's discriminated because of it, and so yeah, go ahead, Chelsea. Can I just ask a question? Is that the only reason he thinks he's having trouble dating? Well, or it, is it like maybe personality traits? It could be so and personal so, interests. So it's like the Trump. same thing. It's the same thing when women say, "Oh, I can't find a date because." Men are intimidated by me or some shit like that. It's yeah. kind of, it's kind of like that where it could be him using it as a crutch, but you guys think about it. Has any has any of your as your ideology or your belief system at all affected any friendships you've ever had or any or any dating friendship? Because I know that when I was dating, I used to see a lot of um, if you're a Trump supporter, don't don't swipe on me and shit. <laughs> It's like, it's like one of the weirdest things I've ever I've ever seen on on like a dating profile is oh you know if you you if you're a Trump supporter you know don't don't swipe on me and shit like it's like it's like what I think some of that was like the feminist rush that came from Trump though too the because, feminist rush yeah because they they let all that stuff out about how he was like grabbing women and you know how he was so against women and treated them so badly. So, like, a lot of, like, feminist groups use that as a push, like, politically to, like, you know, never support him. If you like women at all, you can't like Trump, blah, blah, blah. So, I think a lot of girls who weren't, like, doing their own research and, like, watching the news were just jumping on the fact, like, oh, fuck Trump. I'd never date someone who likes Trump, blah, 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 instead of actually looking at, like... Like we talked about before, it was a bandwagon dogpile. Yeah. Uh, so ideology, well, well, we'll come back to you, right? <laughs> Go ahead, Abraham. Ideology and belief system. Uh, that's, uh, those are very two very big umbrellas. Yeah. No, and, and it, it can encompass a lot of things. So I, I, I would say that um, it definitely does. You know, because people tend to gravitate towards. Wait, people. have you lost? Have you had issues with friendships and um, relationships because of that? Yes or no? Yes. Okay. Yes. But, uh, yes, but it's not political, you know. Uh, it can be yeah. a different kind of things, mm-hmm. you know. And, and um, yeah, because like I was saying, people tend to gravitate towards people that they have 
certain things in common with. It doesn't mean that they have everything in common, but you know, certain things carry more weight than others. So it can just depend on the state that they are in. And I think that political state, that, 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 that state of uh, uh, the, the country that you're talking yeah. about, that is, a, that, is, that is a state wherein a lot of people are very highly politically charged. You know, yeah. So, so that carried a lot like, of like people. Ohio. No, like during the time of like the Trump Just, and the presidency. Yeah, yeah, during that that time, people were very politically charged because you know there was so much going on. So that then I would say carried a lot of weight. So I could easily see why somebody would not wanna mess with you because you, because <laughs> you support one person or another. All right, you know? Ryan, you were gonna say something. I just kind of add to what he said. Oh man, I have a few things to say, but <laughs> here's the wind up. What, what he says is very true, right? That's just kind of like a blanket statement. Obviously, it's kind of shitty to just paint everybody with the same stroke, you know what I mean? But you know, typically, if somebody supports Trump, right, they support some of his policies, right? So you know, you got you got to think about what kind of policies he's the one that's purporting. And I I don't think I don't think that because someone doesn't like Trump. The reason that they don't like them is because of his policies. I I, I don't. I think it's just because. They, I'm, I think a reason so, somebody likes Trump is probably because no, 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 of the shit no. that I'm he saying says. Like, I'm saying like I if someone doesn't want if someone doesn't want to date you said that if someone doesn't like someone that likes Trump it's because of their po- it's because of Trump's policies. I believe that someone... You didn't even let me finish at all. Sorry, go ahead. Sorry. So that kind of stuff bleeds into the values they value as a person, right? So like a person who supports Trump is probably going to be a more abrasive person that likes the fuck your feelings attitude, right? So that's just kind of a blanket way of disqualifying people that they don't even want to be around. You know what I mean? Like that's... I, I probably would never date somebody that likes Trump, right? Like that's... It's a personal... I, I, so they're probably they're probably like they probably like country right I mean it's what? prejudice right like <laughs> it is what it is right they probably they like probably like country oh yeah dude I fucking hate country so it's like you know it's 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 a whole str- okay how many people I could count maybe two people right one's a very good friend so I know him very well another is somebody I used to work with that supported Trump and were fairly reasonable. Right in terms of their their ideology, right, and it, it, they were willing to meet on some sort of middle ground for stuff we did. Real quick, I I didn't vote for Trump the first time. I voted for Trump the second time. You know what I mean? So I don't like the people that I know that voted for Trump. A lot of them are just like normal, regular. Like they're they're not like racist or they're not like people who like country. Um, some of them do, I guess. But, Bro, dude. But, but like you know, what I mean, like if you if you look on like online a lot, you know, what I mean, there's a lot of black people who voted for, uh, um, tr- they they didn't vote for Trump the first time, and the second time that they they did vote for Trump. I think and there's something that's vital to note. Some people were voting for Trump. Some people were just voting against Hillary. Yeah. Yeah, that was the first time. <laughs> yeah, I would say it's the first time. <laughs> the, the point that the point that I'm trying to make is that you know I I think I think you're clumping I think you're clumping Trump uh, supporters. 
So, so the, the, there's also like the aspect of what he actually supports in his policies, right? Right now, Roe v. Wade is, is directly in contention because he put on three support uh, Supreme Court justices, right? Correct. That's something that I said I could never support, so that's why I would never support it. If somebody who supported Trump, they're okay with that. Right, like that's no, that's the bottom no. line. Well, that's maybe, the bottom line, maybe, though, maybe, right? Maybe, yeah, like, yeah. you know, you don't have to agree hundred percent of his policies, but there are things that are like deal breakers, right? Mm-hmm. And a lot of the people that supported Trump and the people who don't date Trump supporters, those are deal breakers, yeah. right? Like, got you. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not going to date somebody that doesn't care maybe about abortion, abortion and healthcare, correct. right? Got so, you, you. you know what I mean? Like that. There's there's one off deal breakers like that too. So. Okay. It's uh, it's very there's very little very few people that did not okay how should I put this there's very few people that are against abortion that didn't vote Trump you know what I mean like no no because on the other fair. side on the other side of that people who are strongly against it even if they're fairly liberal in other aspects voted for Trump right mm-hmm. so okay. Brandon. What was the question again? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's fine. Um, I actually have to go back to it. <laughs> um, does your belief system or ideology affect your friendships or relationships? Matter of fact, I, I do want to ask you because you are in the dating scene. Um, Correct. You, when Unfortunately. You're, <laughs> fucking sucks. When you're... When you're... When you're... Uh, when you're uh, online, do you see that? Like, uh, um, I won't date you if you're a Trump supporter. You know, not as much as I did before. Okay, okay. Definitely still out there. They all got married. But but what? They all got must have got married or something. I don't know. No, well, no. The the but the new the new uh, swipe left if you're a Trump supporter is now just swipe left if you're a conservative. Yeah. <laughs> oh really? Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Oh wow. Yes. Yeah. It's a, it's maybe a I should get back in the dating scene with you guys, man. Never mind, I'm just joking. <laughs> and Charles slept on the couch that night, <laughs> and he woke up dead. <laughs> uh, ben, did you answer? No. Go ahead. Hi, Charles. Just, just answer the question, guys. Oh, okay. Um, so I guess going kind of threading through what Ryan said, um, I would view this as kind of a double layered question. So I would say no to the friendship level. I've never lost someone. I, all right, I have lost friends. I wasn't the one doing the cutting, though, due to ideology. You don't, okay, Ben, you don't have to answer. You 100% don't have to answer. But do you want, who would you vote for? Biden. Um, the first time? Uh, the libertarian candidate. Gary? Yeah. Jeez. All right, go ahead. (laughs) Um... So I guess I I have never cut someone out of a friendship circle, you know, because of my ideology or their ideology or my lack of religion, you know, um, partially because I think, you know, a healthy friendship incorporates some of what we do here on the podcast where we all scream that, Charles, you're a fucking idiot and I hope you get fucked up the ass. And then as soon as wow. you, well, he would like it, but... <laughs> But as soon as, you know, the microphones get turned off, you know, all of that is kind of left behind. And mm-hmm. I, I think that's healthy. And honestly, yeah. I think the country could 
would be a lot better off if people were able to have hard discussions and then, you know, let it go. But, you know, to be able to have the hard discussions instead of dancing in circles around it with never actually having it. Would I date someone that's significantly differently ideologically from me? Probably not. Well, yeah, I mean, significantly different. I get that, you know. What yeah, I mean? but I guess yeah, how I, different are we talking? Like, oh, and well, I, oh well, if if someone believed in abortion and you did not believe in abortion, would you date someone like that? But but it's not that simple because there are different. It is. No, there are different levels of prioritization. You might be for abortion access, but it's number ninety eight on your list of importance. Okay, okay, let's say um, it's number one on your on your important list. Would you date someone who, who if, let's say you're against abortion and they're for abortion, would you date someone like that? If it were number one on my list, no. Of course not, because okay. it's number one. If it's number three on your list. More than the other two. Like, I just... <laughs> <laughs> All right. Like, you know, but, but like, if, but seriously, though, like, if you're the same on the top ten items on, like, your list of importance... After that, you know, I, I and the line is different for everyone. But, you know, I, I guess my point is I have never cut someone out because of, from a friendship. I think it makes sense to be a lot more selective when it's a, a re, like an intimate yeah. relationship. And I would never judge someone for doing that on an intimate relation i would judge someone for cutting out someone from a friendship level i agree so. with that i've never lost friends or anything because of like my religious views or you know values or anything like that um and i've actually never really cut off relationships because of a difference of religion either but i have been with people who like weren't like like you know i'm christian i go to church i'm very involved in church and i've dated people who weren't and instead of just being respectful about what? it, <laughs> what are you well, doing, ben? well, but instead of being respectful about it, it was like an issue of me doing it. It's like, well, you have to stop because I don't do that. Like, I think if you just have a basic respect for other people, yeah, it's Sorry, not Chelsea. really an issue either way. I, I had a piece of pepper from your tacos stuck in my throat. <laughs> <laughs> I was, I, I really wanted to cough, but I didn't want to interrupt you. <laughs> All right, guys, um, that was that was. You know what, Ben? That was a healthy discussion. You know what? Never mind. Thank you. Guys. I, I, 